Happy Friday and welcome into another edition of your favorite podcast, Burgers and Brats. It's finally the weekend and we've got a lot of action in the sports world. The NBA is back, the World Series is set, and we still got college football and NFL season are in full swing coming down to the final week. So got a lot to break down and more. But before we get started, make sure you follow the podcast on any platform, any streaming service at Burgers and Brats. Stay up to date with Lace who's on Twitter, Instagram, and hopefully you're watching on YouTube and millions.co uh, for the podcast. And check out the website, burgersbrotspodcast.com. So let's start in the Major League Baseball setting. So it is a Rangers versus Diamondbacks World Series. I don't think any of us saw that coming toward at the beginning of the year or even during the postseason. I don't think any of us predicted that. Uh, but both teams down 3-2 on the road in their series and win the final two uh, to make it to the final. Uh, first game tonight, 7.03 p.m. A little weird. Uh, baseball's always got those weird times. But at Globe Life Field, so the Rangers will have home field advantage. Uh, the series is a 2-3-2 matchup which honestly i kind of like I, I really like that i think honestly it's better for the away team because uh, i mean you get one on the road you get three in a row at your place so uh, you can close it out in game uh five or six at or game five at your place so uh pretty fun um it i, I think it'll be an okay series uh it's it really doesn't have the lust appeal that maybe a Dodgers or a Phillies that would have been with Bryce Harper and then definitely some of those AL teams uh, maybe even the Orioles because I mean they've never made it but I mean the Rangers they've been in twice in their history and have never won the World Series so uh, Dimebacks do have one World Series win so honestly uh, it'd be kind of cool to see the Rangers get their first World Series uh, and it's remarkable after both teams suffered 100 lost seasons just two years ago are now in the World Series. And, I mean, the Diamondbacks weren't even close to winning their division. Uh, they were 16 games behind the Dodgers. Weren't even close. So, uh, Rangers also lost their division uh, on the last day of the regular season to the Astros. Uh, both teams are top five in bat, uh, batting average. Man, Adoles Garcia. This man is remarkable. Just watching him. Uh, watching him in that, I mean, all series, all postseason, but game seven, man. In mean, Game 7, he had two home runs, five RBIs. Uh, he had 15 RBIs in the series, which is a postseason record, obviously. That is just insane. You do not see that uh, happen. Uh, Kettle for the Diamondbacks, first postseason for him. And um, he's got 16-game hitting streak, which I think is the longest uh, in history as well. So, I mean, Arizona, uh, they're the underdogs in this series, but they took down Milwaukee. They took down the... Uh, Dodgers, and they also took down the Philadelphia Phillies. So this team has been underdogs the entire postseason, but uh, they've got it done. Uh, both teams, uh, kind of during the postseason, uh, runs per game, Diamondbacks averaging 4.6, which is 14th uh, in the league, and then, and then the Rangers averaging 5.4, which is third. So, uh, I mean, a one-run difference is huge in in baseball, because, I mean, that's everything. One run. It can be a 1-0 game. Uh, so, uh, that's big. Uh, starting pitcher, ERA. Uh, Dimebacks, 4.67, which is ranked 21st. 
and then the Rangers 3.96, which is seventh. So uh, in the postseason, Diamondbacks pitching has been pretty decent, pretty solid, but both teams do struggle uh, with their pitching, especially with, I mean, what we've seen with Max Scherzer in the last series for the Rangers. Um, so uh, it pretty even even teams, I believe, and then we'll see. I mean, it depends which pitching lineup steps up. I mean, the Diamondbacks had to all see every series because they're playing Milwaukee Dodgers and then Philadelphia who could all hit runs so um uh both bullpens I, I think will they'll be on their a game but it this is gonna be a, I, I think it'll be a good series I think it'll be I think it could go seven because I think, I think these teams are just so evenly matched it's hard to pick this series I hate picking the favorites I like going underdogs but if Adolis Garcia keeps playing like this the Rangers are, Rangers are uh, gonna win this series, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm still, I'm doing this podcast. I still don't have a pick yet. Um, Diamondbacks have had to go through a tough schedule, but I'll go Rangers. I'll go Rangers in this series, getting their first ever World Series when I know they really want it. So it'd be cool to see a team get their first World Series. So I'm going Rangers in this one. All right, uh, let me know your picks too. Uh, let me know uh, who you got in the World Series on Twitter or Instagram. Uh, all right, let's go college football week eight recap real quick. Ohio State tamed the Nittany Lions. Called that one. That was a pretty easy pick right there. I mean, really wasn't high on Penn State at all during the season. Ohio State's looked so much better after the first few weeks. And uh, Ohio State can definitely make some noise and can definitely make a run at the playoff. All they got left is Michigan. So we'll see what happens. And maybe Michigan will be disbarred from playing football by then because uh, of the cheating schedule scandal. Uh, USC and Caleb Williams, Lincoln Riley are 0-3 versus the Utah Utes after, uh, I mean, being down big, coming back, taking the lead, and then, of course, giving up an Alex Grinch-led uh, last-second uh, drive to give up a field goal and lose. So... I don't know when this team is going to learn that Alex Grinch is a problem. You kind of feel bad for Caleb Williams having to deal with Lincoln Riley and this defense for his whole career. So, I mean, just one competent coach. Uh, this man should be winning the national championships. Uh, Alabama back in the top 10 after a huge comeback win versus Tennessee. I believe it was like a 27-0 run uh, they had. So, uh We'll see what happens with Josh Heifel. Uh, I thought I had Tennessee keeping it close, at least under the, under the uh, spread. But it looked good for a while. But Alabama, they're back. So they, they can still make a run. They got LSU in, I think, two weeks. So uh, Washington Huskies escape Arizona. One win Arizona with no offensive touchdowns. And I don't, think, I don't even think they had a lead until late in the fourth quarter. So... Washington coming off a huge win against Oregon, putting up 30-some-odd, and then putting up 15 against a terrible Arizona team at home. So that's Pac-12 football, and that's college football for you. Uh, Florida State out-duels Duke, uh, gets the win. Duke had the lead at the half, but uh, Florida State uh, just too much uh, offensively and uh, got the ball rolling. So Florida State still controls their own destiny. All right, some Week 9 picks. Got a few ranked matchups here. Uh, just a couple though, uh, but, uh, number 20, Duke heads to number 18, Louisville, Louisville, a four point favorite in this game after just getting annihilated by Pittsburgh, Duke played it good on the road, 
Uh, Plummer, though, I mean, uh, just under 2,000 yards for Louisville, but eight interceptions. So you're going to have to take care of the ball because this Duke team can force turnovers. They're good on defense. Uh, Duke, uh, another top 10 loss, but, I mean, they had the lead at half. Louisville, 6-1, uh, second in the ACC. So another win here. They could be meeting Florida State in the championship game. Uh, it is fully in front of them. Uh, both teams can really score offensively, getting getting 30 points uh, a game. Uh, Duke and Leonard, uh, only 173 passing yards a game. So Duke, you got you got to find the passing lanes. You gotta you gotta extend those drives because I mean, if a team can just force you to throw and stop that run, it's hard to win games uh, when both aren't clicking. I. Uh, Kind of a defensive showdown, though. Also, 25th versus 29th nationally, both giving up uh, right around 316 yards. So, I mean, these two teams are uh, stout. It's not like they're going against the greatest offenses in the ACC. Uh, Louisville, it, it's just such a roller coaster team for them. I mean, they beat Notre Dame at home, and they lose to a terrible Pitts team, Pitt, Pittsburgh team. But, I mean, only one loss. They did have a bye week to prepare. Duke, I think, is just going to be too tired for this game especially with Louisville having that bye week and then coming off a late-night trip to Tallahassee. Uh, so I'm going Louisville 27-24 to 24 in this game. But uh, really, it could go either way. I just think Duke's a little too tired uh, for this game. So uh, Number 6, Oklahoma heads to Kansas. Uh, OU a 10-point favorite in this game. Gabriel escapes versus his former team last week against UCF uh, with a late fourth-quarter touchdown. Dylan Gabriel, Heisman talk. I think he needs to be at least invited to New York at this point in the top three, uh, especially with my preseason pick, Jane Daniels. Um, so, uh, I mean, he's balling. I don't think J.J. McCarthy should be in this conversation right now. He has not played a soul yet, and he still hasn't played that great. So, I, I don't think – and he knows all the signs. So, uh, I don't know about that one. Uh, Gabriel, two, 2,100 yards on the season, 19 touchdowns. So, this man is getting it done. He's got a lot on the ground as well. He's doing it with his legs. Uh, KU, 212 rushing yards per game and only 231 passing yards per game. So, I mean, this team, is it's spreading the ball uh, out offensively with their pass and rush game. Uh, they've got a couple losses now on the year. Technically, this is OU's only third road game, so we'll see how they fare in the environment. But luckily, Kansas is not a great uh, not a tough environment to play. We'll see if the stadium is packed. It has been the last few years for them, especially when Oklahoma comes to town. So uh, see how that plays in. But it uh, shouldn't be too tough of a road environment. KU, KU's two losses were on the road, and they get a bye week. So they have a full bye week coming in for this game, prepping. So it could be close uh, kind of early, but I think OU uh, kind of shuts down this run game and is expected is expecting themselves to beat them down, especially after almost losing last week and wanting to come out and show that they're still a top 5-6 uh, team in the country. Uh, don't think Jane Daniels is playing this game, so Bean is going to continue uh, that start. And I mean, he's look good. He just can't take care of the football. Uh, he's got 900 yards and 9 touchdowns, though. Uh, just some costly turnovers a few weeks ago in their loss. Uh, make KU respect your run game if you're OU because you have not been able to run the ball at all this season. So, got to respect it. Dylan Gabriel, run the ball early and uh, get those other backs involved. Tyree Walker should be back. Uh, I think OU's back on track after the Red River rivalry hangover. So, uh, should be a lot of points. I think OU wins 38-24 to in Lawrence. Uh, 
All right, number one, Georgia heads to the Swamp to face Florida. Uh, or actually, no, Jacksonville. So uh, Florida, a 14.5-point dog in this one. Uh, Georgia and Florida come, both coming off a of bye week, so both plenty of time to prepare for each other. Uh, Georgia top six offensively and defensively. Really, Graham Mertz has not been that bad statistically for Florida. It looked terrible in their first few games, but uh, otherwise, he has not been that bad. Uh, Florida only 141 rushing yards per game, which is 83rd in the country. Uh, you're going to have to run the ball against Georgia, wear them out. Because, I mean, these teams have been in close games with Georgia because they've been able to run, pass, do it all. So, you have to, all every aspect of your offense has to be clicking, and you got to get lucky sometimes. So. Uh, Carson Beck for Georgia, 2,100 yards, but only 12 touchdowns and four interceptions on the year. No Brock Bowers, is out. he's out for that ankle injury. It's a rivalry, so really anything can happen in this game. I mean, it uh, should be good. Uh, Florida, obviously not as good as they have been the last decade or so. Or they haven't been good in the last decade. So uh, it's it's uh, Georgia, I think, I mean, number one team. They got the upper hand. This is some good competition they're still facing. They still got athletes for Florida. Uh, Georgia's only third road game of the year as well. Swamp is a hard place to play. Both can score. Uh, Georgia, you can't gator roll into the fourth quarter and be close with Florida because Florida, like I said, they got athletes and they can uh, they can keep it close and they can ultimately pull out a win. Anything happen? Anything can happen in the swamp. I mean, seeing with that fog game when they beat or LSU, so uh, anything can happen. Uh, but Florida. Just capitalize and get turnovers, and you can win this game. But I think it's close, but Georgia wins 24-20 to over Florida. All right, final game of the nightcap. Uh, number eight, Oregon heads to number 13, Utah. Oregon a six-and-a-half-point favorite in this game. Kind of surprising just because how Utah played against USC. I picked Utah, I think, to pick U- to beat USC last week. I think 6.5 is a lot, especially at Utah, when this team only has one loss, and it was to Oregon State team, which is about to be, it was just ranked number 11 in the country. Um, Bryson Farmboy Barnes, I mean, hell of a game. Hell of a game versus USC. This man's pads, his jersey was dirty. He was running everywhere. He was giving up his body. That's why they won this game. This man balled out. Uh, major props to him. I would have given him the Heisman that night uh, for how he played. Uh, Oregon, still everything in front of them. I mean, they got that one loss, but still a top 10 team. Uh, this could decide who plays Washington in the Pac-12 championship game. Maybe both these teams could still both end up there. If, uh, well, maybe. But uh, let's see what Washington does. But it's still open for, I mean, whoever wins this game. Pretty good shot to get into the Pac-12 championship game. Bo Nix, 2,000 yards, 19 touchdowns, only one interception. So uh, this man is playing uh, phenomenal football. I mean, he's in his 18th year in college, uh, made his 55th start, which was a record. So (laughs) this man needs to get a job. Uh, Oregon, the number one offense with 553 yards per game and 47 points per Per game, this team can score, but this Utah defense, whoo, they're good. They're pretty good. But I mean, we saw we gave up. They give up points to a pretty good offense with USC. Uh, 
Utah, I mean, they looked terrible before this before this USC game, but they soared statistically in every single category. I mean, they doubled pretty much everything versus USC in that defense. Uh, Oregon, I think, is just too balanced uh, for this team. Even though Utah is only giving up 78 rushing yards per game, uh, and Oregon is running the ball very effectively, I, I do think Oregon goes in and wins this game, but... Utah is a crazy place to play the last few years, and they are high off that last week's win. And why not beat another top, uh, beat a top ten team? So I think Oregon, though, I think they win thirty to twenty six in this one. But that should be a phenomenal game. Should be phenomenal. All right, let's go to on this day, sponsored by Hefner Eye Care, located on fifty seven fifty seven Northwest One Thirty Second Street in Oklahoma City, or you can check them out on their website hefnereyecare.com where they've got virtual try-on, so you can just try on glasses from the comfort of your own couch. Uh, great website, great people, great company. All right, 1929, Black Tuesday, uh, the Wall, uh, Wall Street crashes uh, on this day. And then 1960, Muhammad Ali's first professional fight and beats uh, Tooney Hunsaker. 1886, the Statue of Liberty is celebrated by the first confetti or also known as uh, ticker tape uh, parade in New York City. Uh, also happy birthday Teddy Roosevelt, Bill Gates, and Julia Roberts. Happy birthday. Uh, that's on this day in history. All right. Uh, week seven recap. I mean for the NFL Rams. Well actually I'm a little behind. So uh Picks for this week. We'll just go into the picks for this week. Not much happened in the NFL. It was a terrible slate. It wasn't great. Not good. All right, week eight. Uh, we got Texans at the Panthers. Uh, Texans, a three-point favorite in this game. Kind of surprised. Uh, it's not a little more. Uh, I really like what the Texans have been doing this year. Of course, do not like what the uh, uh, Panthers have been doing at all. 0-6. Uh, uh, or 0 and 7. So they no, don't don't look great. Don't look great. Uh, rookie versus rookie though, uh, with different seasons. Uh, Carolina just bottom tier in every category. I mean that's why they haven't got a single win yet. CJ rookie already fourth in passing in the league with 277 yards and get this only one interception. I mean rookies usually come in and throw so many interceptions. Don't get that many passing yards a game, especially when you're drafted to one of these teams that don't have any weapons. Or any, I mean, just great ballers on either side of the ball. So, a uh, young, six touchdowns, four interception on his year. So, just completely different. Completely different. Panthers, they've actually scored first in four games this year. Yeah, they've scored first in four, but obviously 0-4 in those games. Houston, 3-1 and when scoring first and 3-1 and when leading at halftime. So, both these teams... Get out to pretty good starts uh, for how young their quarterbacks are, how young uh, their teams are, and experience. So uh, both these teams will see who scores first and who has a lead at halftime. But can't draw too much conclusion if it's the Panthers. Uh, Houston, I think, gets this win 23-16. to All right, division rivalry, Vikings at the Packers. Game still a penalty, uh, or still a PK, so don't know who's, don't, Vegas still doesn't know who's winning this game. But uh, I do. I'll, I'll show you guys. Uh, Packers, I think they lost two of their last four games. Uh, Packers lose. They're uh, eliminated from the division title race. 
uh, Kirk really having an MVP year uh, this season. I mean, he took down they took down the uh, 49ers just last week on Monday night. Primetime Kirk Cousins finally got a win. Uh, it's something to celebrate for sure. But uh, Minnesota, uh, I, I think Kirk Kirk's looking good. He's got 2,000 yards, 16 touchdowns on the year already. JJ, only 36 catches for three touchdowns, so got to get him more involved and get him the rock uh, kind of in the red zone for sure. Um, running game, Minnesota has none. Neither is Green Bay, but Minnesota especially. Only 74 rushing yards a game. That is 30th in the league. Both teams really dead even on points, just averaging uh, 21.5 points per game, which is still not great in the NFL. Bottom tier uh, for sure. Is it a short lease for Jordan Love? I really like Jordan Love as a quarterback. I think he's done some good things, especially a good start. Uh, he's got 1,200 yards, 10 touchdowns, but 7 interceptions. That's just the problem, the interceptions. So... Uh, control that, uh, especially against this defense that, uh, I mean, middle tier of the league uh, you're going against. So don't turn the ball over. And uh, you got a chance. Green Bay has been a bunch in a bunch of these games. A bunch of these uh, losses have been by uh, single digits for the Packers. So uh, Kirk, no interceptions. I think you win by double digits. Pretty handling win. But it is Kirk Cousins, so he's hot and he's cold. Uh, we don't know. Jordan Love's probably got to have a career day uh, to win because Vikings can score some points. I, th- I think it's close, division rivalry. Uh, I do like what both teams I, – I, I like what the Packers are doing with Jordan Love. I think Jordan Love can be a good quarterback. i uh, got to get a few more weapons and uh, just don't turn the ball over, but I'm not ready to give up on Love just yet. Uh, Vikings win, though, 24-21 to 21, uh, and take full control – or could take full control of that division. It's them and the Lions, so two-team two race. Uh, Bengals at 49ers. 49ers, a five and a half point favorite in this one. A little surprising, uh, because Bengals kind of been finding their their groove, but they got a bye week as well, so they got to rest. They got to run some things. They got to they got to see this 49ers team for two extra weeks, and 49ers coming off back to back losses. I mean, both were could have been wins, uh, kind of the final drives that ended them. But I mean, Purdy, he's looked okay. He's looked all good. He's good management for that 49ers team. I'm not right. I'm not pulling the pin on him yet either. I think he's still, he's Mister Irrelevant. He's the last pick in the draft. He took him to the NFC Championship game last year. He only got his first and second losses of his career last week and the week before. So let's stop the hate on Brock Purdy just yet. Uh, so Christian McCaffrey, touchdown machine, uh, scored a touchdown in eight straight games. Whoo, crazy, crazy stuff. Uh, Burrow, only 1,200 yards, seven touchdowns, four interceptions. So, I mean, obviously they haven't been good uh, this year. And maybe this bye week kind of cleared it for them. But, I mean, they're 3-3 three and three now, uh, They so they've been a little better. Uh, Cincinnati, 32nd total offense. Yeah, 32nd. That's dead last, uh, with 256 yards per game. San Francisco, on the other hand, top eight in offense and defense. So, I mean, we know how good this team is offensively and defensively, and the stats just prove it. Cincinnati, uh, kind of shining light is that they are 3-0 versus non-conference teams. So, maybe this could be three straight losses for the 49ers. San Francisco, 5-1 when scoring first. 
Uh, I mean, we know this team gets out hot. They got all the weapons and everything. Cincinnati has only scored first twice in their one and one. I think it should be a good game. It's back at home for San Fran. I think they kind of get it back on track. This team's too good everywhere to not. Uh, San Francisco, 27 to 23 over the Bengals. So, all right, final game: Rams at the Cowboys. Cowboys six and a half point favorites in this one. They also had a bye week uh, last week. Rams. I missed a lot of field goals and lost to the Steelers. What are we doing, Rams? Uh, Rams uh, gave up 24 last week, and, I mean, Cooper Cup only had two catches on seven targets. You're not winning games if Cooper Cup gets the ball twice in the whole game. You're not winning games like that. Um, Puka Naku, on the other hand, eight catches on 12 targets for 154 yards. Why are we not giving the ball to Cup, but we're giving it to Puka? Puka baller, though. Love what he's doing this year. Love it. Both quarterbacks pretty much struggling trying to find the end zone, but not struggling to find the other team with turning it over. Dak, 1,300 yards. Terrible six touchdowns and four interceptions. Can't rely on that defense every week, Dak. Not a Dak hater, but you can't do it. You can't rely on that D. So... Gotta start finding the end zone. Gotta start. Especially, get the ball to CD, bro. Get the ball to CD. He will make plays. Um, Stafford, 2,000 yards, but seven touchdowns, six interceptions. Like I said, both quarterbacks turning it over. Pretty much, pretty uh, even matchup. I mean, you got the six-ranked offense with the Rams and the fifth-ranked defense versus the Dallas Cowboys. Um, so, this, it should be a pretty even, pretty fun game. Uh, Matchup at least deep into the fourth quarter. Uh, Dallas, this is only their second. They've only had two home games this year. So this is only their third, and we're entering week eight. It's only their third home game. We're entering week eight. So a good back half of the schedule for them uh, to go get some wins at home. And I'm taking Dallas 25 to 18. Why not? Let's take a random score uh, for that. So uh, that's this week's picks for the NFL. Last week did really good on college football, went 4 and 1. Picked the Ivy League. The Ivy League, Ivy League game got me with Harvard and Princeton. But uh, NFL, I think I did a uh, winning record as well. So you guys know what's back. You guys know what's back. The NBA. We had our first action of games the, the last two nights. Uh, Denver uh, beating the Lakers for the, uh, it feels like, 100th time in a row. Uh, getting a win on ring night. Man, those Denver Nuggets rings. Ooh. It looks so beautiful. I need one. Denver Nuggets. I need a ring. That thing is gorgeous. That's one of the better rings. Bet, like That is one of the best rings I've ever seen. Ah, serious. You guys haven't seen it. It's on our Twitter page, Burgers and Brats, and go find it uh, anywhere. Uh, just type in Denver Nuggets Championship Ring. Uh, Phoenix beat the Golden State Warriors 108-104. to I believe without Bradley Beal as well. Uh, and then we got some other games. Uh, Wimby looked pretty good in his debut, but the they lose one twenty six to one nineteen. Uh, Wimby not pretty pretty good uh, start. Let's pull up his stats real quick. Um, Fifteen points, six of nine shooting, three of five on the three point line. So I'd like to see him get more involved down low in the pace. Stop jacking up threes, Wimby. Please stop doing what these other NBA players are doing that aren't that good. Uh, Clippers, I think they are a team to watch out for. Uh, they looked good last night. I, I think they look they are a team you can watch and can make a run in the playoffs or at least be a high seed. Uh, let's see, what else? Um, Boston beats New York 108-104, so a pretty close game there. 
uh, Tatum, 35 points. So, uh, got some good games uh, tonight. Let's see. We got Golden State, Sacramento should be a good game. And then Saturday, not many great games. <laughs> so, uh, not a great first week uh, coming up. But uh, glad the NBA is back. It's good to be back as my Nuggets try and go repeat champions, uh, which they will. So, calling it now. Uh, all right, everyone. Uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, let's move into the final segment. Who I'm sharing my burger and brought with Tai Chi, baby. Uh, traditional Chinese martial arts that uh, that cultivates three kinds of vital energy has found to slow progression in Parkinson's disease. So Tai Chi is doing all this. Uh, the study uh, patients who already had the disorder who took uh, who took up Tai Chi also needed lower doses of the required drug uh, uh, for their disease. And then the study monitored two groups for five years from 2016 to 2021. Uh, 147 of the uh, people who did Tai Chi uh, twice a week for one hour uh, needed less medication, had longer cognitive function, they had less falls, less pain, and less dizziness compared to the 187 who continued just their standard care, but no Tai Chi. So, Tai Chi uh, looks like uh, it helps with uh, kind of getting rid or slowing the progression of Parkinson's disorder. So, uh, could be helpful. Good. That's a good burger and brat right there. Uh, taking up some Tai Chi. Maybe I gotta start. I've never done it, but I'm definitely gonna start after that. All right, everyone, thank you all for listening. Make sure to follow the podcast on any platform, any streaming service, anywhere. You get your podcast at Burgers and Brats. Check out the latest on Twitter, Instagram. Hopefully you're watching on YouTube or millions.co at Burgers and Brats. And check out the podcast website, burgersbratspodcast.com. And you can also buy merch on millions.co. And I got a link to an Amazon shop. Uh, that you can go buy and customize your own jerseys uh, if you want and some other cool stuff. So uh, thank you all for listening. Take care. Stay safe.